what we do here is go back, 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 back. You are now listening to the Sports of the Podcast with Shaheem Sutherland. Hey everyone, I'm Shaheem Sutherland, and if you're a first-time listener, welcome to the Sports Lit Podcast. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Recently, I linked up with Kenneth Stevens, former college football player and now co-founder and COO of the sports media outlet, New Era Prep. During the interview, Stevens and I spoke about his transition from playing football to having a career after football, how he balances being a teacher and running an organization, his period of homelessness, and how he handled being under-recruited his senior year in high school while coping with the death of his mother. But before the interview begins, I would like to thank Kenny for doing the interview, especially after working a three-hour baseball game. Now, it's time for you guys to sit back, relax, and I hope you guys enjoy the interview. What's your name? Kenneth Stevens. What's your occupation? I'm a co-founder of New Era Prep and COO. How did New Era Prep come into existence? New Era Prep came into existence about a year, a year ago. We're formerly known as Prep Builders, but now it's New Era Prep. Me and my best friend formed this uh, organization, uh, like I said, almost a year ago, and that's how we came into existence. I know New Era Prep covers high school and college sports. Can you go further into depth about what you guys do? All right, so we cover a range of sports uh, dealing with high school and college. A primary sport is uh, football, basketball, you know, that's some of the high sports. But we do cover all sports. We don't just uh, limit it to those sports because they are the most popular. But as far as going into detail about what we do exactly at these games, uh, mostly videography, photography, and journalism. So we report on the game stats, highlights, and, you know, just updates of the overall game. And we may highlight certain players if, you know, they have a great story of something you feel like the community needs to know about pertaining to a player besides their athletic ability. What is New Era Prep's primary goal? New Era Prep's primary goal is to put our three mainstays together, and that's primarily our sports, education, and community service. So sports, you know, we have our athletes, we have our sports, we go out, we do all three things of that nature. Education, we want to have workshops where we educate kids on various topics, maybe financial literacy, you know, just maybe reading and mentoring just different things like that. But with community service, we want to bring our kids in the community into our business and let who are interested in, you know, photography, videography, and things of that nature. And, you know, we don't just target student athletes. We also target students that are interested in things that we, um, you know, we deal with. What made you and your team want to create an organization to cover sports? We want to create this organization because our main goal and something that we live by when we're out in the field we want to make sure that we cover these student athletes and students how we wish we were covered in high school. It's not that, you know, media outlets did a bad job with it, but we feel like we could take it a step further and we're a little closer to age with the, the, student, um, the student population that we have right now. So we just made it a point to, you know, be out here, you know, and give these kids what they need and, you know, maybe get them to the next level, get the students to the next level, you know, get this student story out there. You know, we got kids like in Boca, got 5.0 GPA and nobody knows about those kids. And that's a student. That's just a student. Not talking about a student athlete. We're talking about just a student. So, you know, we want to have both sides of the spectrum and not just our student athlete. We felt like we were the right people, you know, to do that and mesh those two together. Who are the founders of New York? Um, my best friend. Like my brother, Zayvon Christopher, 
He's uh, he's our CEO and co-founder. He's um, like the head of this whole thing. And uh, myself, uh, Kenneth Stevens, as I stated before, and I'm the COO. We both um, you know, came up with the concept and we got a great team behind us with um, Nigel Tobias and Keith Ford. You know, those guys are those are our anchors right there. You know, they you know they're a little bit older than us, but you know they have the wisdom and they you know they're 100% behind us and we trust those guys with our life. So we felt like you know us four together. You know, it was like the dream team. <laughs> How'd you guys come up with the name of the uh, actually, Xavon, he came up with the name. You know, it was like brainstorm because we were working with prep builders before. That was another company. But then we we're like, you know, we can't have anything kind of close to that. And, you know, we felt like, like I mentioned before, that we wanted to revamp sports and, you know, do some real coverage, you know, and get really close with the students and, you know, give them, you know, more of what they're looking for on every social media platform and, you know, websites and things of that nature. So we were like, you know what? We're gonna do it like nobody else is doing it, so we might as well call ourselves New Era. It's a new era, we're here, the time is now, we're gonna do it. Uh, the favorite part about working for myself is probably, you know, being my own boss, I guess, you know. Sometimes I'm I'm just a natural leader. You know, some people tell me that a lot of people lean on me naturally, and I didn't, you know, hone in on that until like a little bit into my adult life that, you know, people naturally came to me because they seen leadership abilities in me, but I tapped more into it, you know, once I got into college and I realized that people followed me because more of what I'm doing and not what I'm saying. So it's just like, okay, I could do this. We could start a business. I could be the head of that. And I know people will trust in me just because of who I am and, you know, the things that they've seen from me in the past. You know, I don't do a whole lot of lip service. I just like to, you know, do the work and celebrate the work. You know, because you always, I feel like that's one of the main parts. You have to celebrate and enjoy every win that you have, even the smallest ones. How do you guys cover games? And covering games, we mostly use, um, you know, maybe a camera or we use our phones for these games because we get stuff out really, really quick and use social media. So a lot of kids are on like Instagram, Snapchat, you know, and Twitter. So with our phones, it's a little bit quicker, but we also have video cameras that we use. Um, we use uh, mics. We have pin-on mics. It's just we have a various ways of how we cover games but we usually do highlights and interviews that we we're most known for as uh, some of our interviews they some been really funny some have been heartfelt you know with players you know sharing their personal stories and you know people in the outside world getting to know these people outside of the athletic realm and some of these students you know outside of the classroom so that's probably our you know biggest piece in um covering sports and um academics what do you guys do in in regards to academics right now, we're not fully, fully into it, but as far we just um, highlight students that are doing well academically. So we have like a student of the month or a student athlete of the month that we've been, that we started last month. And uh, that's what we're doing to celebrate their success in the classroom. And we'll do an interview and write up a nice story about them so that the community knows about this person because they may not know who this person is or what they're doing, although they are here in our backyard. Are you guys helping out as uh, far as the community, we have, um, we pretty much go to games in Palm Beach County. That's sort of like our community service. We don't charge. We're a nonprofit organization. So all these games that we go to in Palm Beach County, no one is being charged. We're going there to cover the kids, get the word out. But also, as um, far as, you know, outside of athletics, we do have certain kids or student athletes that we deal with on a one-on-one -on -one basis that we talk to if they're having a hard time. Because some of them confide, confide in us because, you know, the age gap isn't that large and they see what we're doing and they're inspired by it. So, you know, if a kid is having a hard time, they feel like, you know, they can't talk to anyone. Some of them, literally, they come to us because we're those same kids that they were, you know, in the community with me being from Boynton Beach, 
my friend here, he being from Delray, we're all in this, you know, Palm Beach County area. We know what these kids are going through because a lot of these kids are homeless. Um, a lot of kids, they don't eat on the weekends if they're not in school, and a lot of people don't know that. And a lot of these kids work, too. And some of them be at work till 12 o'clock. They have to get up and go to school, and, you know, it's rough. What does New Era Prep have planned for the future? For the future, New Era Prep, we plan to take over. I'm kidding, but you know, we do see ourselves being bigger than we are right now. This is just the beginning. It's only a year in, but we have huge ideas coming and um, you know, huge things that we plan to change within the county as far as a media aspect and also a community aspect because we want to touch everything. You know, we don't just want to be on sports. Sports will take care of itself. Education will take care of itself. You know, the students are there, the student athletes will always be there. But who can you have there to push it? make it better, who can evolve it, you know, and just add that little piece to it. And I feel like us doing that, that's our future, is to, you know, hone in on what's not being done and what needs to be improved in Palm Beach County and that matter the whole South Florida and eventually the United States. I understand besides working on the new era of prep, you hold another occupation. Can you tell me what that occupation is? Well, that occupation, I am a teacher at Santa Lucia's High School. Um, I teach world history and African-American history. Um, this is my first year teaching, actually. I got hired in uh, 2017 by Tamika Robinson, who was our principal. Um, it's been great since I've been working here. What aspect of teaching do you enjoy the most? The aspect of teaching I probably enjoy the most is when I see a kid's light bulb go off in the head. You know, if we have a certain question or we have a higher level questions that we're asking and they really have to hone in on their cognitive skills, it just is really rewarding when they're able to answer that question and you know think critically about it so I really like that aspect and mentoring students also because some of the things that they're going through I have been through so it's nice for them to hear my story and we can relate and they you know they trust in me and they believe in me and you know some kids have a bad day they literally just come talk to me and you know I can lift their spirit just so they can make it through the day. So where did you get your degree to become a teacher? Uh, I don't have a degree for uh, teaching, but my degrees that I do have, I have an AA from Bethel University, which is in Tennessee, and then I got my bachelor's degree in psychology from FAU and my master's in educational leadership uh, from FAU. So while at FAU, I know you were a complete athlete. Can you describe how your time was at FAU? Well, with FAU, when I first got there, um, you know, I got there probably by the grace of God. So. I was blessed to be there. Um, I tried out for the football team the first time. I didn't make it. Um, I was probably too out of shape at that time, and I probably wasn't taking it serious enough, but uh, came in the uh, spring, I tried out for the team again. I made the team, and uh, ever since then, it was it was like smooth sailing, you know. I really enjoyed the process of being on a Division One football team. I saw a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have seen if I didn't transfer over to FAU and made some tremendous networking opportunities while at FAU and got my master's degree for almost free at FAU so you know it was a great experience I made some great great people and connections I can't regret anything about that experience being at FAU. We'll be right back after this short break. Can you talk about the walk-on process at FAU? Uh, the walk-on process at FAU was you're gonna work hard that's what it was you know you're basically at the bottom of the barrel and you gotta you know work your way to the top you know which I eventually did Although I didn't get much playing time, I was out there and, you know, people respected me for who I was and the person I was on the field and off the field because they knew I took care of business on both um, ends of the spectrum. And, you know, although I didn't get much playing time, you know, it's not too many people that could say that they had, uh, you know, two NFL players in front of them, which I did, you know, Brandon Bryant and uh, 
Trey, he's uh, with the Browns right now, and Brandon, he's uh, with the Jet Jets. I remember you said that you went to Bethel and then you went to FAU. What made you decide to transfer to FAU? Well, coming from Bethel, uh, you know, I felt like it was just my time, you know, to go there, and I made sure I got my AA degree before I left. You know, there were some coaches' changes and, uh, you know, some things. You know, I just got a feeling that it was time for a change for me, and, you know, as a person and as an athlete. So I made that move, and um, I went to FAU literally on a leap of faith um, at a type last-minute type of thing. You know, I got into FAU two weeks before school, and I was able to get registered and uh, get me a full um, – a full-time scheduling, you know, before school started, so it all worked out. Can you describe how your time was at Bethel? Uh, my time at Bethel, those two years I had, I met some amazing people. I made some amazing connections. Um, coach Clifton Barnett, he was the biggest mentor I had, and he was my D-line coach and our um, team chaplain. Um, he was a great guy, and I will never forget that, man. And some of the things that he told me, um, that was great. And um, my D-line that was there, man. It was we were amazing and we uh, worked as a unit and I really love those guys. Some of the guys I never forget. You know, some of us didn't have the best relationship, but you know when we hit that field, you know all that stuff was out the window, and um, I just had a great experience. You know, it was just you know time for me to go. You know, as I was there. Before you attended Bethel at Tennessee, I read that you received three football scholarship offers. Can you tell me what were the names of these schools? Uh, Benedictine College in Kansas. Uh, we had Miles College in uh, Alabama, which is a Division II, and then uh, Bethel University, which was on uh, NAIA up in Tennessee. What made you choose Bethel over the other two schools? Well, with Benedictine, uh, it was more about a financial, you know, situation, why I didn't go there. But I went on a visit, and it was beautiful. I loved the campus. Um, with the Division II school, uh, Miles College, it was more because they came and got me uh, late in the game, and, you know, I didn't feel comfortable making a, you know, a hasty or fast decision about going to Division II college because it was so late in the game, and you know, I was just like, you know, kind of put that off. I was like, I probably don't want to go anywhere that I'm, you know, being rushed into a situation. And Bethel, they pretty much courted me the best, to be honest, and gave me the best deal. I felt like, and the coaches were personable, and they gave me the opportunity, uh, you know, to work hard and get where I was, where I wanted to be. And they told me it was all fair. And um, I really appreciate that because that's what I'm all about. Let's talk about the recruiting article that you wrote about, which is about your recruiting process. Um, that article was basically give hope to the kids that didn't have offers at the time. With um, signing day looming, a lot of kids, they get down on themselves because they see their friends, you know, oh, he got this offer, he got this offer. How does he get 56 offers? I can't even get one. You know, that's how people are thinking, especially if they're like team captains. They have high GPA, high SAT, high ACT, and these coaches aren't checking for them, and they have a decent highlight tape. You know, some kids are down on themselves, confidence low, and, you know, you're done playing sports. You can't put any more film out there. You know, and I just want to give them that story so some of the students could relate to me and truly understand the process. And they aren't the only ones that went through that. And I felt like I touched a lot of kids with that story because, you know, it was a piece of me going into that story. When you posted that article online, how did you feel knowing that your story was public for everyone to see? Uh, I honestly felt a little nervous at first because I'm not a person to kind of share stuff out in public, especially a... Uh, you know, personal stuff that's behind the scenes because I don't ever want to feel like I'm putting a certain, you know, person or organization on the spot, you know, because I have dealt with a lot in my life. But after a while, I'm like, you know what? It's a story. It has to be heard. It's all factual. So, you know, let's put it out there. How were you feeling in 2011 during the recruiting process? Uh, during the recruiting process in uh, 2011, 
I received my first offer in uh, 2010, like mid-season, so I was happy about that. Going into 2011, um, I was a little stressed, but I was focused on weightlifting at the time because um, I was going into the state championship. So I just wanted to focus on that, and I put the recruiting process kind of on hold. But, you know, if school hit me up, you know, obviously I contacted them back. I went on a couple trips, but I didn't want to take too much time away from my second sport, which was um, weightlifting. I'm aware that your mother passed away during your senior year. Um, as well, which was your recruiting process. Can you describe to me this time during your life? Uh, during that time in my life, it was um, she passed away December 29th, 2010. So it was literally like right in the middle of my senior year while we were on um, Christmas break. So during that time in my life, it was pretty hard because it felt like, you know, it's never a right time for somebody to die. But at a time like that, when I just turned 18, and, you know, I'm just coming into my own and, you know, becoming a man, sort of. You know, it was it was tough, but, you know, stuff like that, it made me who I am today. And it was some of the toughest adversity that I ever had to face. But, you know, from that moment on, I knew that I wouldn't face anything tougher because I felt like that was the worst thing possible that could have ever happened to me. Because I always thought about, like, what is the worst thing that could happen? You know, what could push me to the edge, you know, of kind of, you know, you know, getting out of my element. And, you know, that was probably the thing that got me closest to that. But, you know, you bounce back, you fight the adversity, you know, had to get mental toughness. I had to get counseling and things of that nature to get me through that. So with all this stuff together, and you know, the high school I went to, Point High, they all helped me and the staff and, you know, administrators, they all, you know, gathered around me and made sure I had the proper services, you know, to get through that that time although I didn't want counseling because I felt like you know it wouldn't help it truly helped and I'm so grateful you know for Boyne High during that time period that they literally forced me to go to counseling and um, that helped me out tremendously in um, my mental state and me to push through and do everything that I'm doing now. Reflecting on the athletic journey you had to take what are some of the lessons that you learned along the way? Alright reflecting on the athletic journey some of the lessons that I learned along the way well you know you got to work hard you got to fight adversity and you got to be able to you know, push through, man, during the hardest times. And you have to be disciplined. Discipline is probably one of the biggest things um, that'll carry you through life, you know, because anything that you do, you know, if you're an athlete or you're a scholar, you know, things that you do in your academic life or your athletic life, they carry over into your personal life, whether you know it or not. So if you're a slacker, you're going to slack when you get that job. You know, if you're a slacker on the field, it will roll over into your personal life. So I made sure I was disciplined in just about every aspect of my life as possible. Although I was young, you know, I made sure I was disciplined. I didn't get too far away from my foundation. You've overcome a lot of obstacles in your life. Earlier this year, you created a post on Facebook revealing to the public that you were homeless for a couple of weeks. Can you tell me about this period in your life? Um, during that period in my life, I was kind of going through a lot, you know, working in my new career job. Um, I was looking for places, uh, you know, apartments because, you know, where I was at, you know, my time had expired. You know, I was homeless for about two weeks, you know, so it was it was a tough time, you know, mentally because, you know, I'm sitting there like how me, I get into this situation, you know, where I'm like, you know, down bad, you know, and I can't pretty much do anything about it. Uh, you know, it was more not a financial issue. It was a timing issue more than financial. That was the problem with me that I was so frustrated because it wasn't the money. It was more the timing that things happened. So that was the biggest issue that I had during that time period. But I got through it, you know, mentally, like I said, with my mother passing, that was the toughest thing I ever been through. So, you know, I just always revert back to that. And, you know, anything that's even close to it, I'm like, hey, you got through that, you can get through this. What did you take from that period in your life? Uh, during my homelessness uh, period in my life, um, I got from that, you know, 
just things are gonna happen. Things are gonna come out of blue. You just gotta deal with it, you know? I just looked at it like that and um, I just make sure it didn't break me. That was my biggest thing. Don't let this break you. You will get through this, you know? Just have your faith and, you know, don't lose your foundation once again. Stay disciplined for what you know. You know, don't do anything out of the norm, you know, that you wouldn't do. And, you know, everything takes time and patience. You know, you always got to revert back to your patience and your attitude about the things that you're doing. That's what I felt like I did um, during this time period, you know, because it, it was quick, but I bounced back quicker. So I was happy about that. And, um, you know, I'm here now. Like I said before, you've overcome a lot of obstacles in your life. What advice would you give to others who are dealing with obstacles and are trying to persevere? Uh, with others others that are facing tough obstacles and trying to persevere, I'll tell them, keep your head up, keep fighting, don't give up, fight the adversity. Things could be worse and somebody is in a worse situation than you. So don't ever give up or feel like you in this alone and talk to someone if you need to. Don't ever let your pride, you know, get in the way of anything that you're doing. Um, pride, you know, we have an acronym for um, the primary reason I'll die early, pride. You know, if you go, if you go by that acronym, you will you know know what it means you know once you get into those tough t situations where you feel like no i can't do this i am me i am this you know i'm this strong person i can't ask anybody for help i can't do this for nobody you know i can't take a handout no it's not like that you don't want to ever let your pride get in the way and you know and take your patience you know it you know it's truly you have to get in the mindset of having the village concept you know you have good people around you that are willing to help you and when you get right you also help those people and you never forget about them because that'll be the biggest part. You always have to give back, you know, for the people that did for you because it's only right. You want to give a shout out to New Era? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, give all yeah. the thugs up and everything. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Shout out to New Era Prep. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to Nike G. My boys. I love y'all, man. Shout out to Zay, my best friend, my brother. You know, he always been there for me. Everything I've been through ever since, like, everything with my mom since ninth grade. You know, he was acting a fool. I love him to death. And you know I do. And uh, shout out my sister, my dad, grandma, everybody that helped me get here today. Shout out to Shaheen, you know, for coming and covering me. And I really appreciate it because, um, you know, some people need to hear the story because a lot of people, they think they're going through it alone. And I just, you know, wanted to get it out there and let them know that, you know, hey, you're not in this alone. You won't ever be in this alone. And don't ever think that way. Life too short, man. Enjoy it. We can follow you, You can follow New Era Prep at Era Prep on Twitter or if you're on Instagram, at New Era Prep. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at K underscore Stevens, Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, and J-R. So K underscore Stevens Jr. On uh, Facebook is Ken Stevens Jr. And on uh, Instagram, it's the same as the Twitter, K underscore Stevens Jr.